Hello, and welcome to the Heart Mind Healing Podcast with your host, Caitlin Adams. This is a community where we can learn, grow, and heal together. My guests and I will bring you thought-provoking discussion around different modalities, and questions are encouraged. Enjoy! Welcome! My name is Caitlin Adams. I'm the owner of Heart Mind Healing, and I'm here today with Jay Elliott. Hello. Yay. Um, so Jay Elliott uh, Jess is an author, and one of her series is the Monkey Mind series. Um, <laughs> she's holding up a, lo- a lovely bright copy of it. With and bookmark falling out of it. Yep, we're, we're dropping things already. This is going to be great. Um, so the Monkey Mind series is a hate blue adventure, and it is Buddhist fiction. Now, when she explained... That, to me, I was like, what do you mean? So I'm going to have uh, Jess tell us what she means by that. Well, uh, back about 2014, I had a bit of a midlife crisis. I was studying Buddhism. I was going to the gym. I was doing yoga, doing meditation. And I thought, well, there's a bazillion books out there about how to meditate, nonfiction things, guides to this. There's Thich Nhat Hanh, all the classic people that'll teach you how to. But when it comes to fiction, there's not a whole lot out there that I could find, at least in 2014, that was fiction in action with people who were challenged by things and then getting through it. And I looked and I found a few authors who wrote Buddhist fiction, but it was like set in really dark places. It involved corruption, it involved real violence and real, and they were Buddhist and they were getting through it, but it wasn't exactly light and I thought okay there's really not a thing because I love cozy mysteries I always have mm-hmm. I was like I, I, I'm not seeing and then I even pitched it to an agent and she was like uh, Buddhist fiction cozy <laughs> mystery what are you talking about so I was like there, there seemed to be a void so I thought okay well if it doesn't exist I'll write what I imagine I would want to read Yes, and so if anyone listening has found other books like that, please put them in the comments. Please, because we <laughs> I want to read it. Yes, we, we want to read it. Um, so yes, the first book. Uh, can you tell us? So who is Hate Blue? Uh, Hate Blue is largely me in disguise, I think, because <laughs> uh, I I grew up with no pigment. I mean, I got sunburns. I couldn't. I had to always like smear on the the lotions and stuff and I got a few wicked sunburns in my life so writing somebody who was very pale um, was kind of easy I confess I don't know a whole lot about albinoism but um, I do understand having to avoid the sun (laughs) and they always say that your main character should have some quirk and I had written I'd read a cozy mystery about a detective with one leg and I was like okay well I don't know anything about that but I do understand skin issues and yes. sun so I was like all right that's that's not that much of a stretch <laughs> and so the the name has meaning too so hate blue yes I know you go into that in the book but um yes so hate blue is actually a spectrum of uh color that in some of the uh, old south towns that were originally um of how would you say like the I think there's an island in North Carolina that was uh, originally a very black population. Um, it can kind of came with a an idea about haints being haunts and that a ghost can't cross water. 
And so people would paint their porches. And if you go to Savannah, you go to places in Louisiana, um, you'll still find that there's a spectrum of color that goes from like gray to periwinkle blue that's called haint blue. And Sherman Williams has a paint called haint blue. Okay. (laughs) It's the official, if you want to haint blue, it is the official. So I decided that going with my heritage, uh, haint would be Polish and also Russian. I'm not, but she is. And that her name would be really unpronounceable. She would be born in a hospital as a premature, very, very white child, and that the nurses would not be able to pronounce her name, and they'd look at her and say, well, she looks like a haint. So her name is Haint Blue, even though it's technically Helena Blue. You can't, I, I don't even remember what it is. It's unpronounceable. So that was how she came to be. That's one of the fun things that I like about your books is there's all these fun facts like nestled in amongst the storyline. Um, and so I really resonated with the first one in particular because Hate is opening up a yoga retreat and I started reading them within a few months of opening up this yeah. space <laughs> and I'm reading it and I'm like, this is my life minus um one major plot point. Yeah, hopefully I haven't had to solve any murders. <laughs> no, we. I can. I can confidently say there have not yet been any murders here. At least not while I've been in <laughs> in this space. Knock on wood. Um, so yeah, what inspired you to put her in in a yoga retreat? Um, again, I thought it would be funny to have her trying to find inner peace, but then getting barraged with all kinds of elements from the weather being bad from really, really difficult clients to uh, ultimately murder and then still trying to hold it together while, I mean, because she still has to put out meals and put out this agenda while they're investigating this murder mystery. So I thought that if she can get through that. Definitely. I mean, it definitely, <laughs> any entrepreneur can relate to that. Um, again, minus the murder for most of us. Right, right. So is there a murder in each book? No. Um I, I have watched a lot of BBC, a lot of Acorn television, and one of the funnier ones was uh, Rosemary and Time, where these two women are gardeners, and every time that they get called to do a landscaping thing, they end up finding a body in the begonias. And I thought, well, who would hire these people if every time they show up to a job, there's a body? Nobody would hire them. So I didn't want it to be the same format for each one. So Monkey Mind is a straight-up cozy murder mystery with a little bit of Buddhist dusting because she has to deal with her various problems. Um, Monkey Heart, I was in a lighter mood, I think, and I didn't want to just rehash. So Monkey Heart is more of a French farce. It's Halloween, there's a festival party atmosphere, and all of a sudden guests go missing. And the question is, well, is it another murder like that? Or is there some other shenanigans going on? And there's a possibility that's even related to the Florida skunk ape abducting people. Um, and, and who is the Florida skunk ape? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we're here in Florida. We happen, you know, they're, they're different named all over the place. Uh, if you're in the snow country, it's called a Yeti. If you're uh, in the, uh, what is it, Oregon kind of woodsy, then it's the um, Bigfoot. But down here in Florida, because we have swamps, it's called the skunk ape. Um, and I just found out, <laughs> and I think Australia, it's called the Yowie. So mm. they have different names and they have slightly different things. But in this, in Florida, it's a skunk ape and they smell like they've been in a skunky bog. I didn't realize that was why they had that name. Yes. See, yes. I always yes. learn things from you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a third one. Yes. So then uh, Haint Blue Christmas... 
Um, I think this was sort of in the middle of lockdown and people were just losing their minds and everything just seemed so dire and I didn't even want to put in a murder mystery or anything. I just wanted it something light and fun for Christmas for the holidays. So it's got a very tiny mystery. At this point, Haint has a love interest and she hasn't heard from him for a while and we don't know where he is or what he's up to. So the question is, what happened to him and why haven't we heard from him? He could be anywhere since he investigates cryptozoology, um, things like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and he travels the world. He could be anywhere and we don't know. Yeah. So that one's just a great big Christmas bonbon. It's, uh, she thinks she's going to go to the beach for a, oh, the weekend and forget about Christmas. And then people start calling her with problems like, hey, you know, we have a plumbing issue. We need a place to stay. Can we stay at your place? So no, she doesn't make it to the beach. In <laughs> fact, she's like worried that she's beyond capacity and that if an inspector came that she's got too many people staying at her retreat um, and their personalities clash and it's just crazy mayhem so it's just a light fluffy funny but tiny little mystery mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah i i love i love a good light fluffy funny i mean it's good to break up yeah i obviously read a lot of more traditional meditation books and recently i've been learning more and more about trauma so like there is a lot of that you know, non-fiction content and so it's wonderful to be able to break it up with uh with with fun reads like this yeah i mean i i want to sort of help her navigate problems and get through it with humor with compassion with wisdom um because everybody struggles i think we would all love to be uh follow our dreams without having the cat puking on the carpet or without you know really (laughs) difficult relatives who sabotage our things or just like life gets in the way of what we Mm -hmm. envision that we can do and that's i think universal everybody has those kind of impediments and so can you get through it with grace is the thing you know because ultimately how you think of it how you envision it yourself are you telling yourself the story that dredges up stuff from 30 years ago or are you just saying okay this happened how am I dealing with it yes you know it's not to say you can't be emotional but you shouldn't be driven by your emotions you've got to have sort of like this step back and say okay this is the issue how am I going to address it and that's yes. the big thing in all of that. And I don't think that's necessarily strictly Buddhist either. It could, I mean, any, it could be anything. It just happened that I learned it through Buddhist teaching. So, so what, what drew you to Buddhist teachings in the first place? Um, hmm, that's a big question. I think, <laughs> uh, interestingly, my, my parents were atheists. So I grew up with nothing and they told me there was nothing and that religion was a waste of time. And even as a little kid, I was like, no, nothing. no, 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 there's got to be something. I can't, that's too depressing. There's got to be something. So I, I have been questing my whole life and I have visited various churches and spent time here and there and everywhere. And then I ended up living in Japan and I kind of got interested in Taoism and um, Buddhism but I'm not limited to that either. I think there's beautiful things in any culture I, I, that if it embraces um, compassion and wisdom, nature, I'm all for it. Definitely. I mean, and, and it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So monkey mind is a very common, um, I've, heur- I've heard it before in terms of, of Buddhist teachings. Tell me about your interpretation of of the monkey mind. Oh, I definitely have monkey mind for sure. Um, The idea is that you are constantly bombarded with that chatter in your head of I should have, I could have, why didn't I, um, oh, I need to. There's always the, the, the constant 
oh, wait, 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 wait. And a lot of times it impedes your ability to be present because you're not listening to what somebody's saying. You're thinking about, okay, when they finish saying that, I'm going to say that, oh, I should have thought, oh, you know, it'd be really cool. Oh, you know what? I got, or you lie in bed at night, you're trying to sleep and you think, oh man, why did, if you can just let the voices kind of go into the background and be present and and it sounds like that's impossible to do because if you're used to it and it keeps you company all day long, you can't imagine not having that. But there is, if you ever get that one moment where you don't have it and it's still and quiet, then you can want more moments and more moments. And then you find that life isn't quite as hectic out there because it's not as hectic in here. Yes. And that's what a lot of people miss about meditation is it doesn't change the external world things are still going to go wrong and be chaotic right um it changes our reaction to them right and being able to take that breath take that step back and sometimes just watch the monkey mind go it's not always that it quiets but instead of swinging from branch to branch with it you're like huh that's interesting that my brain's making those jumps yeah very much so and i, I love the analogy that you can't see through boiling water Ooh. And it's the same thing as you can't see a problem clearly if you're agitated. You have to wait until the water is calm in order to see the bottom of the pot. I hadn't heard that yeah. one before. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Um, wonderful. So I know there's three now, but there won't always be three, correct? <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing editing a ghost story novel, and as soon as that is in paperback, I am going to switch gears to Monkey Soul, which I have already mapped out. It is going to be a locked room mystery where Haint's love interest is off at a cryptozoology convention. I think I said it in Idaho. Anyway, it's very far from Florida, <laughs> and there's going to be a murder at the convention or maybe two, and he's gonna be the prime suspect. And so he's gonna be tied up. I have to find out the logistics of, is he actually gonna be in jail or is he just gonna be holed up in a motel because he can't leave town kind of thing. But he's going to somehow relay the information to Haint while she's hosting a writer's group that that writes (laughs) murder mysteries. And actually, there's going to be that group that gets the information like, hey, well, what about this? Well, maybe, but, and so they're actually going to solve it faster than the uh, small town uh, cops, wherever he is in Idaho. Nothing against Idaho. I'm not picking on Idaho. It just is a location. (laughs) I love that. I mean, if there would ever be a group to either solve a a murder or cover one up, I would put my money on murder writers. (laughs) So, yeah. So she's going to be at home in Florida with the writers group and she's going to feed them information about, well, this is what I just found out. They're going to ask her questions to relay back to him to find out so that they can solve the mystery. Fun. So thank you so much for sharing this with us. It's been really cool to, I don't think I'd ever heard your journey of how you found Buddhism in the first place. I had just heard little pockets. So (laughs) it's always neat. I always learn things when I talk to you. (laughs) And you've got some really great stories, some of which are nestled in these books too. Yes. Uh, do you do you have a favorite story coming to mind to sort of leave us on a on a fun silly note? Oh actually I have I have a fresh one happened yesterday. Oh um, here we go. I I have a subscription to a a magazine called Fortean Times. Charles Fort was into all things unexplained from monsters to uh, strange deaths to 
you name it, anything that was just out there that was kind of weird, he wouldn't necessarily believe in it, but he would notate it. He'd just like to say, hey, this is kind of odd. And Fordian Times is, is enjoying their 50th year of being in print. Uh, I happened to read an article about, it was the Yowie in Australia, and that they had apparently uh, shaken up somebody living in a, in a camper. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be funny if Buster went to go investigate something where they were shaking up somebody in a porta potty? <laughs> and the person trapped in the porta potty couldn't say, didn't have the wherewithal to take pictures or get evidence. They just know that they heard growls, they heard sounds. It wasn't human. They're fairly sure it was some kind of a cryptid, but they have no proof because they were busy trapped in the porta potty. Yesterday, we're driving back from the beach and we stop off to go look at this place. And I'm, uh, you'll, I'll send you the picture. We found a tipped over porta potty. <laughs> If that's so, not a sign. That is going to be an illustration in the book, I guarantee you. <laughs> the things that happen to you, I love it. Well, maybe I'll include that picture in the show notes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put we it will up send there. it to you. Oh my goodness. Um, and yes, so on, on that note, we'll have links to everything. I know they're on Kindle if you have an e-reader, uh, as well as available here at HeartMind Healing or on Amazon. We'll have all of those links a link to Jess's website and I and Haint has her own website I was just going to ask she has a I knew she had a blog blog. yep Mm -hmm. she has a blog page so we'll have all of those links haintsretreat.com haintsretreat.com awesome well thank you all for joining us and any questions that you have for Jess put them in the comments Um, and yeah I would love to have her back on to talk more we're already talking with the ghost stories about maybe doing a collaboration with the medium we have here so any questions that that you have on that note uh, be sure to send them to me as well so thank you all so much and we'll see you again soon thank you for tuning in to the heart mind healing podcast make sure you subscribe and follow on whatever platform you're joining us from you can find show notes at heartmindgnv.com slash podcast and reach Caitlin with questions at Caitlin at heartmindgnv.com. That's C-A-I-T-L-Y-N at heartmindgnv.com. Thanks again.